This Sunday Morning Week in Big Sesh is brought to you by the new Canamom Collective Etsy shop. You can find handcrafted roach clips and the super popular Canamom Collective mystery boxes. Each mystery box is filled with items thoughtfully procured or handmade by myself, Amanda J. morning and thank you for joining this new Sunday morning set on the Canadian Canamom Collective podcast. Today I'm gonna be waking and baking with my girl Joe. How you doing Joe? I'm okay. I'm having technical difficulties but I'm gonna work it out anyway. Well we got it figured out. We got you on. There's there's the first step right? Yeah, I think I figured out what the issue was, which was I was trying to use a a hands-free so that I can have my hands free to dab. I find it easier when I like, I I don't know. You know what? It's just easier for me because I'm the one initiating it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's. I want to know a little bit about you. Tell me about like who you are and oh. you know, what you do and you got kids. I, I do everything. Oh, I'm really? um so I am I am a partnered single mom of three. Mm-hmm. Um so I I have three kids. I have a non-binary teenager, so that's a lot of fun. And then I have a set of Irish twins who are 14 months and one day apart. I have that as well. So, so they're, they're lots of fun and they keep me on my toes and I got a boy and a girl and there's a big age gap between them. So I have early grade school and I have junior high. So, um, it's, it's lots of fun and I'm doing my last year of junior high, which is kind of scary, but Oh, um, but that's, so that's the thing. Our baby is going to high school this year. Oh my God. We have one who's completely out of school and now our last, our other three are all in high school now. Um, (laughs) that's like, oh. No, you, you can stop growing up now. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm I'm happy to be out of the diaper and the potty training stage. But <laughs> um, you're still my baby. And... <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, so I'm, I'm in... Yeah, Sorry. so, so that, that's, that's fun. I'm going to do this. I, I'm the worst for talking over people. It's my thing. I have to get over it. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Yeah, and you just you know shoot from the hip, and you take it however wherever you want to go with it. Okay. Alrighty. I just like where did your cannabis journey start? Did, have you been a lifelong cannabis user? Is it a recent thing for you? Tell me your story. Okay, so um, this is kind of a, a weird story. Okay. Because um, I like to say in another life, and what I mean was years ago. So I I left a, an abusive marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, just over three and a half years ago. Okay. And I was married to a pastor. <laughs> oh. So I was I was the pastor's wife, and I did the whole church thing, and I towed the whole line, and like 
I was not allowed to cuss. I wasn't allowed to drink. We didn't have alcohol in the house. So pot, it was never even on the table. It was like, I looked down on the people who smoked it. My, my brother smoked it. And I'm like, oh my God, you're such a D-Gen. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, I, I, I was raised in a very conservative Christian home in Alberta. So, I mean, <laughs> th- that should say a lot right there. <laughs> um, and so growing up, it was like absolutely horrible. Um, my sister smoked it before she passed away. And like, I I never understood why. Yeah. Fast forward, I am almost 32 years old and I escape a 13 year abusive marriage. Mm -hmm. And I, as we do when we're going through custody and separation and shit, I had to go to court. Right. And it was about a year after my my separation, um, almost exactly a year actually, and we had court and it went really, 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 really bad. But that night I also had my first date with this guy that I'd kind of been talking to and it was like our first <laughs> official date. Uh-huh. And, um, and he's actually my current partner. We've been together for two and a half years. Aww. And he, we, we went to a bar and at that point I had a lot of issues that I had undiagnosed. Right. Um, and he brought a couple of joints that he rolled himself to our date and he offered one to me. He's like, I know you don't (laughs) typically partake in this and you're like kind of against it, but do you want to try? Cause I know you've had a shitty day and I'm like, fuck it. What have I got to lose? (laughs) and so that's that's how that's how bad I was doing though so I I have complex PTSD I have severe anxiety and severe depression my doctor was actually surprised because she's like you are worse than a lot of war vets that I deal with which kind of scared me and I'm like what do you mean I'm worse than the war vets who have seen active duty like excuse me no I don't have trauma I don't have PTSD I've never been to war I'm a 30 year old white woman who's just had kids yeah right Right? like (laughs) um but I was in a really bad place that night and I went fuck it so I had this joint and for the very first time in my entire life I slept most of the night without any night terrors or nightmares the first time in my entire life I cannot remember a time when I did not have these so for me that was kind of like a big thing yeah yeah I'd say it is and I was like what the fuck (laughs) like what the fuck um sorry i I cost like like a sailor you're gonna have to censor me okay no there's Uh no censoring here perfect (laughs) so i was like this is insane and so i started looking more into it Mm -hmm. and i started using it a bit more but when i did i i was like i don't want to just put whatever in my body i want to know what it's doing Exactly. And so I researched it. I I was looking at different strains and what they're good for. And a couple months later, I was I was actually in a meeting and someone someone picked up on some of my 
my anxiety habits. And they're yes. like, I want you to talk to your doctor about PTSD and anxiety and get yourself checked out. And so this was when I would officially get my diagnosis mm-hmm. of my complex PTSD. Um, and so that was lots of fun. I, I grew up in an abusive home and then ended up in an abusive marriage. So I've got like 30 years. It's great. My therapist loves me and he loves <laughs> lining his pocket with what I give him. <laughs> I feel that. I do. I feel it because I'm a big supporter of therapy myself. Um, my, my therapist is great. I, I, I actually <laughs> really appreciate them. And, um, and yeah, so I, I would highly suggest to anyone, even if they don't think it would work to at least give it a try because, because we you all, know, be- we all been helps. stuff. Well, yeah. And cannabis helps, but it's not the end all be all. And no. sometimes we need, we need mental health maintenance as well as mental health remedy. Right. Well, and what what's, what was crazy for me and what's like through this whole journey, and I mean, I, I deal with stigma and I deal with, with pot shaming on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I have I have someone who all the time is like, do you really need that? that that's pot. Like, do you really need that? And the worst part yeah. is, is, this is someone that I cannot get away from because they're in my head. Oh. Because you grow up and you spend 30 some odd years and you're in the church and your super religious conservative family is like, you're throwing your, I, I've been accused of throwing my life away with drugs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, now, I've heard it. I've absolutely the, heard it too. The thing is, is it, I, I've made some very controversial decisions um, about my personal life in the last two years since I started using cannabis. And one of that is to completely cut ties with my abusive family and the people who are responsible for the majority of the mistreatment that I endured growing up. That's Um, a very difficult and brave decision to make for yourself, I think. It is. And it's especially difficult when that person is your mother and societal norms tell you that your mother is going to be the one who loves you the most and the one who is there for you the most and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But well, that's not always true. No. Well, and, and like I struggle as a mother going, I have kids. Yeah. How on earth could someone treat their child that way? I have kids. Yeah. I, I know exactly how difficult a narcissistic mouthy child can be. And it's like, <laughs> I want yeah. to smack the, I want to smack your dad out of you right now is what it is. <laughs> um, but you, 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 Number one, you can't tell your kid that, but number no, two, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. So, um, so you, so you but, have to figure out a way to deal. Exactly. So mom, mom puts herself for time out when she just can't handle it anymore. And my kids know, like, I, I don't hide from my kids that I use cannabis. No, that um, was my next question. Do your kids, are your kids aware and, and how are they feeling about it? My, my kids are very, my kids are very aware. Um, I don't hide it from them. There's, there's been a lot of questions. Um, my, my teenager is very protective of their younger siblings and they had some concerns about it and they brought them up to me you know 
what happens if my younger brother and sister accidentally get into your flower? What happens if they eat it? Well, I'm, they're not going to feel too well, but they're not going to get high. You, you, you can't just get high by eating dried flour. That's not right. really the way cannabis works. No. And, and they had no idea. And of course right. their, their dad is feeding them all this misinformation and it's evil and blah, blah, blah. But when, when I, when I smoke, when I partake, I know exactly how much, whether I'm doing a concentrate or whether I'm doing flour, I know how much fits in my bowl right. and I, I measure it. Like I, I know exactly, I think I have a, I have a Tupperware measuring spoon that sits on my yes. rolling tray and yeah. it's like. For the first for the first probably year that I was using it, I wouldn't smoke it unless it was a measured dose. Right. Um, now that being said, if my one dose wasn't enough, I would have another one, but it was always in 0.1 to 0.2 increments. Yeah. So like I'm not I'm not going overly high in my in my in my dosage. I do have a Canada doctor that I, I do this under. I talked with my family doctor and she's like, I don't know enough about that. I'm not comfortable with that. I would prefer right. if you saw a Canada doctor. Um, now, and that's responsible. That's a responsible physician who is not discouraging your use of it, but also no. recognizing that that's not her area of expertise and advising that you seek a second opinion. That well, is responsible. And I have always been very pro non-prescription pills, non-traditional medicine. I, yes. I had three home water births with a midwife. Wow. Um, you can hate me all you want, but instead of pain, I actually orgasmed during childbirth once. What? Right? Is, for real? For real. I've heard of that, okay. And I know people are like, that's fucked. That's weird. It's not. It is so common that I, well, and I've heard of this, and I've never spoken to a woman who's experienced it, though. Oh, it, it was phenomenal. Um, it was, it was my very first birth. So now you know which of my kids it was, <laughs> um, they don't know. And I'm not ever going to tell them because they don't need to know that detail of their birth. No, but, that's a private you, you moment anyways, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, I have read that you are, the more stress you're under in labor, the more painful and difficult your labor can be and my midwife said that that had been their experience as well which is one of the reasons I was looking for a midwife in the first place right and because I have I have a lot of issues with with hospitals and that goes back to my abusive upbringing right. um, and the fact that my sister died at um, when I was 16 right so um, losing your big sister, your only protector, and your only friend uh, takes a toll on you. Absolutely. And so like hell did I want to go to a hospital, which is the place that she died. Right. So I don't blame you. Um, I, I had a lot of apprehension about hospitals. And then I had a girlfriend who's like, well, have you ever thought about midwifery? And I was like, that's an option. So yes, that's what in, I did too. In Alberta, it was not covered when my oldest was was born so we had to pay for it mm -hmm. but it was covered by Alberta Health Services by the time my second two came along which was fantastic 
Nice. Um, so I did that. So I've always been, you know, try it the natural way if you can. Plants, not pills, right? Right. So you've always kind of, you've always been more of a holistic person. So cannabis for um, things that ail you as a medicine just makes seems sense. like it would be a natural thing for you just makes sense and like my my partner uses it for his depression and his anxiety right. and was and that's why they brought some to our first date because they're like well it helps me maybe it'll help you I have no idea what you're dealing with yeah um, and at that time he really didn't and had no idea what he was getting himself into but to his credit he has not killed me and he has stayed so <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always good. <laughs> right? So as a um, mom, though, as a mom using cannabis, does, um, you know, and you are obviously facing, you're using cannabis for a purpose, does using cannabis allow you to be a better mother? Absolutely. So anyone who has ever had to deal with trauma knows mm -hmm. that you have lovely trauma triggers that can just pop up and take over your life and Absolutely. they will hijack your day and they will make it theirs. And, and this is something that I really, really struggled with because like I said, I, I get shamed on a regular basis for using cannabis and I get shamed mostly from myself. Because it, it's you have my own brain going, you're just using this, you're just numbing, you're not actually dealing with anything. But in reality, I am. I have actually worked through a number of my traumas and my triggers, which is fantastic. And I'm not there yet, but I'm getting better. Did you see but... my snap the other day oh. where I was I was having a dab and my kid unapologetically self-medicating? Yes. And my kid came out and I was just like, what the hell? Get out of here. You can't watch me do this. But then I was like, if I was just taking Tylenol, would I shoo my child out of the room? No. No, I'm literally sitting here. It was, it was, it was my afternoon medication is what it was because exactly. I, I have timed scheduled times that I like to smoke to, for pain management. Right. Absolutely. I, I found out, um, about a year and a half ago, right at the beginning of COVID, my, my body just shut down uh -huh. and, um, now I had, I'd had some medical issues where I was going into the hospital like two or three times a week for like almost a year when I was 18. They never did figure me out. They said it's stress, go home. Yeah. Um, it was eventually the, the consensus because a lot of the really bad symptoms stopped, but around that time I put, I put on a whole bunch of weight too, mm -hmm. but I also got married and had my first baby. So I'm like, it's all baby weight, right? That just doesn't right. go away. Right. Um, and I was pushing 300 pounds last year i can't even picture that on your little frame <laughs> i know i know like it, it's insane it's insane. You're so small so i i was i was i stepped on the scale i wasn't fully on the scale i only had one foot on and it said 278 and i said fuck that shit i don't want to know what i actually weigh and i got back off so I don't actually know how much I fully weighed because I just didn't want to know, you know? Yeah, I think we've I, all been there yeah. at least once. You're like, I I don't know what I weigh. I'm not going to find out. I don't want to find out. We're just... 
I feel that because I've been on a weight loss journey myself and at my heaviest was 250 pounds. Well, and what was frustrating for me is I, I used to be this itty bitty, teeny weeny, absolutely tiny fucking thing. Yeah. And <laughs> right. I, I was, I was like 150 pounds when I graduated high school. I was barely a size nine, but I was starting to put on weight and I didn't really know why. Yeah. And, and I, I ballooned. I was up to like a size 18. I was oh. almost 300 pounds. I was in denial of how big I was. And, and then my body just shut down and I started having incontinence issues at work. And they're like, dude, this is a global pandemic. You go home and they put me on forced medical leave for the entire, um, for the entire pandemic. Oh, and wow. because of my body issues, I actually couldn't leave my house because mm -hmm. I couldn't walk five blocks down the street without having an accident in my pants, which let's be honest, nobody likes. So no. if the old, I just stayed home because the bathroom was there and it was safe. And like, this was yeah. COVID, like there's no public bathrooms anywhere. No. Everything closed, right? Right. So you're now a friggin' hermit. Are you having a puff joke? I actually did just light up a joint oh. that I've been sitting here rolling. Oh. Um, I heard, I heard the grinder going. <laughs> I, uh, I decided I didn't want what was, what was in my grinder, so I tipped it out. Well, what are you having? So I could have some Rockstar. Oh, I love Rockstar. Did you know Rockstar is a really good strain for nausea? I did, actually, which is why I'm having Rockstar this morning, because I may have cheated on my diet yesterday by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I did find out what I have and I have a chronic illness that I've had for over 20 years that was not diagnosed until June of this year. Mm -hmm. And this is what put me off last year. But while I was off last year, I was then suddenly faced with not only trying to control my, my mental illnesses with cannabis, but I was in so much physical pain. I... I lost 120 pounds wow. sitting right sitting on my ass smoking pot and everywhere every girl <laughs> everywhere is going I wish you bitch <laughs> but now I know you, you along that. with that I had debilitating back and abdominal pain I had internal bleeding I had more MRIs and CAT scans and everything else that you could shake a stick at and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Yeah. Now, I'm very fortunate. I've had the same family doctor since I was about eight years old. So they so, know your history. So they know my history and my doctor was like, didn't we deal with something like this a number of years ago? Just, it was a little different because at the time I was also having irregular periods and like weird bleeding and stuff, yeah. which I don't have this time, but I also don't get my period at all. I haven't in nine years because my, my third baby, um, my third baby, who's my youngest was a complete surprise. We found, I found out about him when I was six months pregnant in another country. Um, oh, so that's a whole God. other story. I, I left that trip. I left for that trip with a 10-month-old baby at home. 
So I, I, while I'd had an inkling, I actually had multiple negative pregnancy tests all the way up until almost the end of my first trimester. So I, right? So I'm sitting here going, I'm safe. I'm not pregnant. All the tests, even at nine weeks, what I would be nine weeks is still showing negative. So I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, even at nine weeks, we did blood work and they didn't find it. So I'm like, I'm not pregnant. So we went to Jamaica for two weeks, <laughs> um, which is you how I found, found out, out in Jamaica. I found out in Jamaica. I found out because I ate too much at the buffet one night and I was holding my stomach because I wasn't feeling good because surprise, surprise, I was eating stuff that is not on my approved diet list Right. because I didn't know I was sick. Right. And so it wasn't agreeing with me. And uh, and then suddenly I get this thunk against my hand. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, no. I mean, as a mother, you know how that feels. You put your hand on your belly and your baby kicks it. And you're like, oh, my baby's saying hi. Except it's like, oh, my God, there's a baby in there. What the fuck? <laughs> so that was, that, that was a surprise. Um, so Imagine that's how I ended up with... Do that. Imagine if you were one of those oh my God. who showed up and was like, I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> well, like I suspected, but because we had all the negative tests, I was like, it's fine. But apparently my boys just take forever to show up in my system. Whereas with the girls, the hormone is there right away. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> It, it was funny because Isaac was the same way. I, I didn't get a positive test with my oldest until I was eight weeks pregnant with them. And like, I knew, I knew I was pregnant the day I got pregnant. So it was like. Yeah. Well, I knew with my second that I was pregnant because my my baby was only eight weeks old. <laughs> so, and and like he was eight weeks old brand new little baby and I was like it's so funny I still feel like I'm pregnant and their dad was like yeah wouldn't that be hilarious I'm like honestly though like I, I, I truly feel like I'm pregnant and right? he was like Amanda stop it right now and I was like whatever I have a test under the sink I'm just gonna just gonna try and I come yep. out and I was white as a ghost <laughs> Because our baby was a newborn and I was pregnant. I know, I know. That's how I felt when, when I got pregnant with my youngest. So my daughter was four months old mm-hmm. and then suddenly she wouldn't, and, and I was nursing her, but suddenly she wouldn't drink from one side. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? That's brother's side now. Well, and, and so I'm like, because oh, this is me as a mom and this is what I do. I'm like, okay, so I squeeze a little bit out onto my finger. Mm-hmm. One of them tastes different. Yeah. And yeah. it's the side that she won't drink off of. And I'm like, but my boom hurts. Drink. Because my <laughs> yeah. boom fucking hurts. Um, and anyone who's nursed understands the pain of engorged boobs when your it's kid just needs worst. to feed and it's just leaking everywhere and you've got like this rock attached to your chest, but your baby won't take it. I hated breastfeeding more than giving birth. So, um, w- within like two weeks, they both changed and my daughter wouldn't take it, take the boob at all. And she just quit nursing period, mm-hmm. which was actually very, very depressing for me. I bet. Now I, I was not allowed to seek any help for my mental health 
um, at all while I was with my ex. So that was very difficult. So I, I, I had a whole bunch of stuff when I came out of that marriage that I had to deal with. Um, so I, I started therapy and actually with the cannabis use, I've actually been able to have some really open conversations with my therapist about, you know, this is what's going on and this is kind of what I'm struggling with. And I, through that, made the decision last year to cut out my birth mother because she was, she's so toxic. It's terrible. And you need to and, do what you need to do for yourself. And through that, I've actually had so much healing, even like enough that my kids are noticing. That's amazing. Like my, my teenager is like, mom, you're so much happier now. Like a lot of kids, they do that whole, oh, mom and dad split up. Let's try and get them back together. And <laughs> the longer I've been out and the more difference that especially my oldest sees in me, the less they even say it. They're like, no, I mom is obviously happier. She is obviously doing better. Exactly. And like your oldest would have experienced your traumas in your marriage with you. Some of them. Some of them. Um, some of them. The, the, the tricky thing is, is their dad is actually very manipulative and everything to them is about image. Right. So my kids never saw anything other than two perfectly happily married parents who did everything together, but never that realizing. Could have fucked with them too, going totally. from that to nothing. <laughs> well, and, and they went from that to. There, now there's conflict in the house because I'm, I don't roll over anymore, which is what I used to do is I would just roll over. I didn't have a voice, which anyone who knows me goes, how on earth are you ever the quiet one? Yeah. Who just I, I rolls over and does what they're told. I know most people can't. And, and, but that's who I was because I was so afraid. That's not who no. you are now. And you should be so proud of yourself because you are like the biggest badass. <laughs> well, thank you. I try to be a bit of a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try I've... something with you here. Okay, sure. Because I want to have a little sesh with you. But I want to something else and see if I can you know, surprise you during our sesh. You've already <laughs> surprised me a few times over the last, like, year or so, so. Yeah. well, I'm going to surprise you again today. And we are going to invite someone in to our sesh. Oh, who are we inviting in? Well, you'll see when she comes in. Say hi, mystery guest. Hello, Joe. Hi, beauty. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you. I know, right? <laughs> so, everybody, Lisa's back. Hi. <laughs> what people don't know is that Lisa, who was on last week, and Joe are besties in real life. Yay! What's really cool is we actually met through the Stoner Mom group. We just happened to be local in the same city. And we're like, hey, let's get together. And our oldest kids are only a year apart. Mm -hmm. A year, year and a half or so. I think. Um, 
and and they just get along like two peas in a fucking pod <laughs> <laughs> and now you two have a smoke buddy exactly it just sucks she lives on the other end of town and not down the street at least she doesn't live on the other side of the country like i well, do from everybody this is true that's not true you 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 do have mindy who's local true i do have mindy yes so <laughs> but but you anyways, just need to move to a, b- a bigger town. That's your problem. <laughs> no, my stepson just told us the other day that we need to move to Alberta. <laughs> Why? No, you don't, honey. Yeah, and I was like, no, we're going to no. stay right here. In no, we're a bunch of conservative rednecks Ontario. out here who squash on anyone who thinks liberally. Yeah, I don't recommend it. <laughs> you know what? Jordan might actually fit right in then. <laughs> He's a, he's a little bit of a redneck, and I love him. <laughs> All right, so Lisa, are you going to have a puff with us? I am. I am puffing on um, my vape pen this morning. What's in your vape pen? Um, I've got Blue Dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. I've only got a little bit left. I've got to get a new cartridge. But um, I just cleaned out my, um, my new cube. I picked up a cube on the weekend when Joe and I went camping. Kids. You girls went camping? Yeah, it was my birthday weekend camping. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to you. <clears throat> yes, I'm I'm now old and and <laughs> um actually I guess I shouldn't say that because I think I'm the youngest of the three of us. Yeah, you freaking are. So be I quiet. I'm about to be older than both of you in like a week. <laughs> When's my birthday? My birthday is Literally one week from today, and I'm going to be older than both of you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my my oldest my oldest fourteenth is is coming up in in a week and a half. Doesn't that make you just so sad? They're going to be old enough to get their learners. They're chomping at the bit, and I'm like, I'm not ready for this shit. Oh my my baby got on a motorcycle this year. I saw that. Like, you want to have a heart attack? Put your 16-year-old on a ninja. No, thanks. I'll pass. (laughs) Lisa, no thanks. (laughs) So I got some, uh, I got a Back 40 Forbidden Fruit cartridge. Oh. Oh, my ladies. (laughs) I've been puffing on it the whole time Joe and I have been talking, and not even gonna lie I'm a little bit ripped right now <laughs> yeah I'm sitting here and this rock star is just not quite cutting it oh so you should maybe consider doing a dab instead I I definitely am and um, I actually just picked myself up this absolutely gorgeous little perk perk bubbler yesterday for my birthday from uh, the lovely folks down at Prairie Records if you're local to Calgary I definitely suggest you check them out I've heard um, good things about Prairie Records, actually, prior to you mentioning them. I've checked <laughs> them out online, and... They're amazing. They're down on Stephen Ave, and uh, I, I might visit them a little more often than I'm going to tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually went in for a new banger, because my banger needed replacing, and I, I left with a new dab tool and a new bong instead. There you go. Happy birthday. I was like, yeah, happy birthday. It's my birthday. My dad sent me some birthday money, so I got myself oh, some. Happy birthday to you. I got some myself some medication stuff, so 
Well, I got you something for your birthday, too, because I had your address saved from a while ago. And I like to make things, so I sent you a present in the mail. Oh, thank you, girl. Because I just wanted to, you know, say thanks for being on here on your birthday weekend when you should be busy partying and doing self-care and focusing on just yourself. I appreciate your time and... Well, well, we definitely did the party. What you can't see is that I am sitting at my kitchen island, which is currently covered in dab stuff and my rolling tray and a bunch of chips and some cupcakes that are in theory, mostly me safe. They are <laughs> gluten-free, nut-free, soy-free, but they are not dairy-free. So mm, honestly, um, they sound a little boring, but I'm sure they're delicious. <laughs> They're, so they're they're from they're from a like specialty cupcake shop oh. here in town. So it's like if you've ever heard of Crave, they're like Crave. Mm-hmm. I say Crave because everyone knows Crave. Um, I don't know Crave. <laughs> okay, it, it's like the specialty cake shop. It's up in the northwest. It's literally right down the street from my from my house. And my girlfriend texted me and. She, I was like, I don't have kids Friday night. And she's like, okay, well, I'm coming over with booze then. And I was like, okay. And Lisa came over with booze. And then Lisa came over and she brought more booze. <laughs> and she brought more pot. And my other girlfriend doesn't doesn't smoke pot anymore. Um, it's not her thing. She she finds it amps up her anxiety too much. So that's that's fine. That's whatever. Right. But the rest of the rest of us were were smoking and yeah, some of us are just a little more fucked up than she is. Ah. <laughs> Need the little extra something, something. <laughs> right. Um, I. It, it's the same thing I would tell anyone. Really, it's it's if if it doesn't work well for you, no hard feelings. I mean, I know a lot of it has to do with strain, and people who don't understand that don't realize that. Just because. Um, well, for instance, pink Kush. I had I had some pink Kush um, about two years ago, shortly after I'd started smoking, mm-hmm. and I was still trying to figure everything out. And I had this pink Kush bud, and it just it made me so paranoid. Yeah. It it like I was jittery. I was I was curled up in a ball in a corner, but and I and I couldn't handle it. And I don't know if it was I mixed it with a different strain or something, or if it was just what i don't know what but i've i've tried it since only in a more controlled setting yeah and and smaller dose maybe i just had too much i don't know but do you get any anxiety with doses lisa or with strains um um i'd have to say there's some sativas that i don't like um I'm more indica or indica dominant hybrids. Um, So, but if I go straight sativas, I find um, they taste different and I do feel different on them as well. Um, For sure. I'm the same, actually. Yeah. I can see coming from in relation to specific strains or even specific hybrids, right? You just don't know what it is that's making you feel that way. Um, right. It really is just trial and error and just finding what you like and what works for you. Yeah, yep. for sure. There's pe- people think it's just, well, it's weed. It's, but no, it's 
this sativa will affect me differently than this other sativa. It is totally dependent on the strain and what's going to work for you and what you're using it for, which is why for me, I did so much research and like tried so many different strains because I'm like, well, I don't know a damn thing about this. Um, And I went from not knowing anything to knowing more than my partner who introduced me to it in the first place. Right. And, um, and I mean, there's a few strains that we don't keep in the house just because they, they don't agree with us, um, either one or the other of us. And we, we tend to share our stash. So if one of us doesn't do well on a stream, we don't get it. Yeah. And there are some that just, you know, they trigger the depression and they tank us and they take us down the dark spiral. And so we go, okay, that strain doesn't come into the house anymore. And now we know, and we find something else. So, but, so do you keep like a weed journal then? So you can keep track of um, for, for the first things? while I did. For the first while I did. Now I kind of know, like I've, I'm two and a half years into my, into my canna journey. I kind of know what my good strains are. What are my go-tos? Um, in the last year, I actually started exploring into dabbing, um, <laughs> which, which has been fun. I love the dabs. <laughs> and uh, I... I love that I can usually take a dab and within 15 minutes I can go and I can lay down and I can go to bed for the night and then and that and that's it and I'm not laying there for three hours with my mind going over absolutely everything going on in my life and making it all worst case scenario and telling me that life is over as I know it (laughs) I think think I've I've witnessed all three of us all three of us dab and bed (laughs) Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like we have. And you know what? I suffer from insomnia. I know that you girls don't always sleep the best either. (laughs) And you know what? And and sometimes you just need a little extra. And a dab does that. It's instant. It's hard. You need less product. And and sure, sure, it's a little harsher. But there's a little give with the take, right? Yeah. So, I'm um, Well, my my old my Sorry. oldest has actually seen how much my sleep has changed since I started smoking. And they're like, that's that's not fair. How come you can have that and I can't? And I'm like, well, cuz you're still you're still developing, right? Yeah. But when they're older, am I going to introduce my kids? Absolutely I am. Well, at at minimum, you can educate your child so that when he's old enough to make that decision for himself, he knows what he's walking into, right? Exactly, exactly. And like they, they've seen me like I, I struggle with my emotional regulation at times. I mean, I, (laughs) I've, I've had a lot of trauma and, and some of these, I just don't deal with things very well. And I've gone from the last thing I do when I'm upset is smoke because my brain, my brain was like, cannabis is bad. You can't do that. That is, that is a crutch. That is like reaching for the bottle. Yeah. How is that any different than having a drink? You're not going to have a drink when you're in the middle of a fight, right? Because that's just going to add fuel to the fire. Right. And so this is what my brain would always tell me. And what I've actually realized is if I just shut my brain off and ignore that voice that's saying that, and I go and whether it's a pipe or a dab 
Um, I'm typically a, a bong or a pipe smoker. I, I smoke flour, um, but I have been really exploring the dabbing because <laughs> that's fun. But, um, <laughs> but I have actually found that if I take, as soon as I notice that, if I go and I take my five minutes and I have my puff, mm-hmm. I can actually take that deep breath and it puts me in a place where I can actually handle what's going on without losing my shit. Right. I can have that calm conversation. Right. And, and my kids are seeing that and they're like, oh, this is like, mom's not, mom's not crazy anymore. <laughs> right. Not, not that I'm they're... crazy, but it's like, as oh, no, moms, I'm, we, we know, have so much going on and everything falls to us like when when we were out camping on the weekends we're we're trying to get tents set up and we did we didn't get out there until after 8 30 so it was late mm-hmm. and my youngest two had never been backcountry camping before they've only <laughs> been camping once in their entire lives and it was not a good experience so they were nervous so they were nervous and my youngest he's seven and a half and this is his very first camping trip in the back country <laughs> and of course now we went to a completely unserviced site there was no outhouses there was no water access we packed oh in packed out you ladies um, did that yes yep. we did <clears throat> i have many years of experience of camping and yeah, we had, we had way more food than we could eat. Like, we took way too much food. Apparently, if you go on a stoner mom's weekend with kids, you're going to have enough food to feed an army for a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> we had way too much food. I'm but glad you guys had a good weekend, though. I'm sitting there, and I'm juggling. Um, the oldest two are fighting setting up a tent, and they can't seem to set it up properly because, Lord, that needed so much work. And then... My younger two were trying to set up a tent together and then my youngest was having this meltdown about, oh my God, there's going to be bears and they're going to break into our tent and eat us overnight. No, (laughs) no, honey, this is the back country. We can't leave any food in the tent because of animals and yes, bears, but um, the chances of a bear coming into our camp is not even remotely high. And then some brilliant genius decides to look over and sees this fallen tree and like you can see the bottom of this bottom of the trunk and the roots and everything and it's like sticking up and someone's like oh look it's a bear oh, oh my god no. i'm just gonna fucking punch somebody in the face <laughs> I... and then one of the kids stepped on the tent poles and i was like oh my god that's gonna break and i just like i just started losing it I'm like no i'm i'm gonna go and i'm gonna take a break and i walked away i started puffing on my pen because that was all i had at the moment because everything else was still packed <laughs> but i had my pen i had my little calm down Mm-hmm. And after that, I was good. I went and I talked to my kids. I helped them finish getting the tent set up. I got my seven-year-old calmed down. Well, and you girls look like you had such a great time. Like, I saw your videos that Lisa was sending. It was so fun looking. Yeah, see, I'm terrible. I get out to situations like that, and I put my phone down, and I never know where I put it down, and it's always gone, and so I never take any pictures, and I, I, I just, I unplug. Well, I appreciate Lisa for sharing with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible for that. This is kind of what happened last night, too. I'm like, I don't know where my phone is. I, I lost it like six times. Well, Lisa shared your happy birthday celebrations with us a little bit. 
So yes, I it was actually my best birthday that I've had in decades. I'm so happy. You deserve it. Um Yeah, so that 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 was good. So. We're running out of time slowly, but okay. we are running out of time. So, I mean, I feel like you have lots more to say because you just have stories upon stories and I want to hear them. Well, and... I'm I'm always up for coming back. I I am a wealth of knowledge. I have I have walked a few different paths in my life. Mhm. But I everything I've done is about self-growth and self-discovery and my my whole thing is if you can't learn from a situation in life, then what was the point? Exactly. I'm the one who's constantly looking for the silver lining. Mhm. And you know, I I have been through shit in my life, but I I have found ways to heal, ways to move forward, and I actually feel better equipped than I ever have before. That's amazing. And and cannabis has played a big role in that um in that journey for me. So I'm so happy that you found cannabis and that it's helped change your life for the better and that you came on here to share your story so that other people who are curious or wondering might be less fearful of it. So I appreciate you Joe and thank you Lisa for jumping on too and surprising our buddy. Yay! <laughs> Anytime. I will definitely be having you guys back if you want to come back and um stay tuned for next week Sunday because I'm doing something a little different. I know this is the Canna Mom Collective, but my journey with cannabis started with my canna dad. Oh, <laughs> so, sweet. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to be interviewing the Faja, yes. as I love to call him. Yay. And I'm going to be you know, talking with my dad about his cannabis journey and how his using cannabis helped me as an adult become more comfortable with my own use. So, thank you again ladies, everybody else, tune in next Sunday to the Canadian Canna Mom Collective podcast and follow me at Canadian Canna Mom Collective on Instagram. Have a happy hazy Sunday. Love Amanda J.